Welcome back <coughs> to another wonderful episode of Murder on the 420 Express. This is Mandy. This is Lisa. And we're really excited to kind of wrap up this season, which we thought were going to be, was going to be, excuse me, a little bit longer, um, up to seven episodes. But due to some scheduling conflicts, we're going to make this a little bit shorter to five episodes. But our revamp in two weeks is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's yes. kick off this episode with the street of the day. Yeah, so it's what we were smoking on like the last time. This is um, an awesome strain. What is it again? White Death? Or no. White Nightmare? I was telling you about my experience with it. Sean and I smoked that whole fucking thing in a matter of two days. Yes. <laughs> what? Was it White Nightmare? Yeah. Okay. But what we were smoking on last time was True Power from oh. the same uh, cannabis growers of... Um, the fuck are they called? Oh, I'm so the on same, their page already. Body and Mind. Bam. Same um, cannabis growers of Body and Mind. Is Body and Mind like a CBD or is it just known as like the... Oh, no. They're just like... They're a farm. They grow. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, it's an indica dominant hybrid. The Ooh. parent strains are True Power OG and Blue Power. Um, I like a lot of OGs. A heady and very relaxing effect. Good for headache relief. Um, it's piney, earthy, and slightly citrus in aroma with a smooth taste. Ooh, sounds like really refreshing beverage, but it's weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let me, just while we're speaking about beverages, what the fuck is, I'm going to say, what is Coke doing right now? Like, they're doing, like, orange vanilla soda. And you know, they're doing I really want to try that. Blueberry acai Coke. No, don't try it. It's horrible. It is horrible. Well, do you remember growing I up? I will accept cherry vanilla. Not do you, orange. Do you remember growing up and going over to the soda machine and just because you could, you did every single Suicide one? Suicide that drink? Yes. yes. I do remember that. And you know, to be honest, I never got a bad combination out of I it. I never got a bad combo either. It's kind of like it when you layer your Slurpee always, and you have so many different flavors. It usually always tasted like cotton candy or like bubble gum or like something along those oh. lines. It was like always super, super good. Mine always straight up, Mountain Dew was so powerful. Like it was always tasted like Mountain do with hints of if other you ever flavors. wanted to water one down you just used right yes it's a hundred percent true <laughs> and my sister told me this one time and i did not believe her ass but she was right mcdonald's has the best coke like coca-cola it has really? the best coca-cola something that they do like either they get like an extra sugary like syrup or whatever but you know how they do those dollar drinks yeah oh my gosh i was like my sister she was craving like french fries and a coca-cola so we went to mcdonald's and she was like, I can't get Coca-Cola anywhere else than McDonald's. I was like, why? And she gave me this whole theory. And I was like, Bridget, you're spending too much time in your head and at home. Like, <laughs> get a life with this one. But she was right. I will give it to her. She was totally right because I had a sip of her Coke and I was like instantly addicted. The next day I got myself one of those dollar a la carte drinks. And I was like, ooh, this is real good. I will give it that. Dollar a la carte. Which I never do. Now it's like a trait to me because I don't drink a lot of soda. And I'm like, ooh, today I'm having a stressful day. I'm not going to go get myself like a Starbucks. I'm going to get myself a dollar Coca-Cola. That's <laughs> what I do after my walks, Lisa. <laughs> do you really go and buy yourself a fucking Coke? If I've had a hard day, yes. And I drink it in my car until I have to come back to work. <laughs> 
you know what that sounds like? Diary of a Fat Kid. <laughs> is that a real movie or is that just like No, I the legit title? made that up. It's true. <laughs> you should see you should see half of the stuff that I eat. Like Stoner Diet is the people that made the donut burgers. Okay, the people that have these specific, like Mike and I are huge stoners. And let me just tell you, that's why we know where to get the best food. We know where to hit up like the little ghetto spot to get the good Mexican food. We know where to go to get like great food. You know what's so funny is I'm having a craving for pickles recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would ask pickles. if you're pregnant, but that's probably not no. the case right now. But I'm like, <laughs> pickles always are like kind of the trigger. But they're really good. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just pickles. So I bought a jar of the <laughs> fucking zesty and sassy ones from that famous Dave's makes. Oh, yeah. And I was eating... Oh, my God, they're so good. And then we went to famous Dave's last night for his dad's birthday. Oh, yeah. And nobody at that table liked pickles. So I looked over at Sean and I was like... I was like, babe, and they didn't even give me pickles on mine. I just got Sweetwater Catfish, and that shit is bomb. That's actually good. I'm proud of you. Because I'm trying to stay away from any type of meat or animal product other than fish. Even though catfish is still... Okay. I was like... I'm trying to stay... Like, here's the thing. Obviously, like, cheese. I can't... Like, I'm trying to, like, wean myself off of actual cheese. If Mike wasn't lactose intolerant, that is... That's the only issue. Mike is lactose intolerant, but I would never give up cheese. I just, Good I'm, on you. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to be just a little bit more conscious of what I put in my body. Let's just put your it body, that way. your temple. Actually, sorry, forgot in a minute. Um, but I like got Sweetwater catfish. It came with fries, and I got collard greens, and then oh, so I just got mac and cheese. But I but and it, they gave me cornbread too along with it. But I was like, usually they put pickles. On their plate. But you got catfish. <laughs> but I thought I was still getting pickles, right? So I look over at Sean and I was like, babe, do you have pickles? And he was like, yeah, do you want it? And I was like, yes. And he's like, you want the tomatoes too? And I was like, no, just the pickles. That's so funny. Tomatoes, like, <laughs> instantly, like, when, I don't know about you, but I know everyone after, like, they turn 21, if they didn't hate tomatoes before, it's like they hate tomatoes now. Oh, I tomatoes, don't hate tomatoes. I'm super select. I, I don't hate tomatoes either. I'm one of the few. Okay, <laughs> let me just tell you, but I live with, like, one giant one who doesn't like tomatoes, a tomato that doesn't like a tomato. <laughs> Okay, I literally don't like... That doesn't... Wait, is he a Romana tomato? Because those are the tall ones. Yes, he is. <laughs> and I'm just like, is it because you have too much red in you? Is that why you don't like him? And he was like, shut up, babe. That's not why. <laughs> then Caitlin, uh, my stepdaughter, she does not like tomatoes. I don't know if that was a learned behavior with Mike or if she generally doesn't like tomatoes. You know, I think the fact that Osiris doesn't like vegetables is a learned behavior through Sammy oh, solely geez, be- because he doesn't like vegetables yeah and it's crazy though it's crazy to think and it's not even a palate thing see here's the thing when I actually like give birth to my own child like they're not gonna have a choice <laughs> just saying that right now Mike and I are on the same page either you eat or you starve which nobody take this out of like a PC context like I'm not gonna be a bad parent but I'm also gonna be like a rule with an iron fist loving tough love type of parent speak of fucking um PC about it have you ever seen the handmaid's tale <laughs> sorry that title came out so sorry so late. the, the handmaid's tale 
The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, no, so I've been seeing it on, what is it, like Hulu, and Dude. everyone is telling me about it. It is the trippiest fucking thing to watch. It's literally like watching, you know, women's rights, like, progress, and then all of a sudden they just regress. Yeah. yeah, like, regress. And it is the trippiest thing I've ever... I'd be like, what the fuck? This isn't okay. And how can they just think that this is okay? From my understanding, and don't get me wrong, and spoiler alert, so everyone just, like, pause your, or, like, fast forward, like, a minute. Um, isn't it about, like, women? Because, like, in the future, women, a lot of women can't have children, so they have, like, these handmaids that, like... Yeah, so they will, like, basically... sleep with the husband, or they'll be, like, sleeping, they'll be having sex, and then they, like, swap people out for a minute or something so basically what happens is it's about um like it's just like a normal world in which we live in yeah but the fertility rate has dropped significantly and most because you took away women's rights you made them unhappy mm, our little ovaries are like not giving you any more women no they actually um a lot of radicalists religious radicalists state that it's because god is unhappy with us with the fact that women now have a voice like we need to take that back <laughs> okay first off fuck that shit because <laughs> so basically what happened was in it's the so quote-unquote united states there was a overthrow of government yeah so now these radicalists are in office and um and so now any woman that's able to reproduce or is fertile, yeah. they are now handmaids against their will. And they have to reproduce it for the greater good of the population. So they're Ooh, basically... So basically what it is, is it's like, it's, it's sad to think about, but it's literally what's ha- like how we get our meat it, or like source of food. You like mass you, producing. You literally mass, have to like... mass produce... A bunch of I hate I hate to say it product. Yeah. Well, here's the and thing. I wonder if the idea of the hands made tail was actually an idea of like farms throughout the U.S. and throughout the world, like slaughterhouse farms. I wonder, but they're like, what if we made this not... a realistic thing for humans? Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. The main character in the in the show. Um, her name is June, but they call her Offred are off Fred. Literally, the people who own them, off is in front of that name. So, like, say the person's name is Sean, for instance. It would be off Sean. So, like, if you split the word, it would have been of Sean. So, like, they belong to these people. Oh, weird. Oh, so, like, whoever owns them, it's of or off. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, if the person who owned her was, like, Julie, it would be off Julie. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up. And especially Isn't it? Like swipe swapping, but it's like with your off handmaid. <laughs> uh, Sean, did that trip you out? I just heard my name. So He's like, wait, 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 conversation. What's happening right now? So, what is our topic of the day? Yay! Okay, round and round about. It has nothing to do with handmaid tale. <laughs> That's okay, because we're stoned and mind-blown right now. Um, I'm going to be talking about, on our Season 4, Episode 5 of Paranoid and Paranormal, hallucinogenic drugs. 
What are you getting, Lisa? You have a secret baggie of shrooms. No, I just have a secret. So I was like, our, our listeners are not going to listen for like five hours, but we can still have a lot of fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. which I thought would be perfect because I know that your big book of highs. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. Hallucinogenics. I got to find it though. But go on. So my first one, we're going to be talking about three. I was originally like really gung-ho and I was like, I'm going to talk about five. I'm going to get five good ones. But then I was like, I'm going to five good ones in there. <laughs> But at like 10 pages, I realized uh, maybe I should just do like three. <laughs> this is another topic that I'm pretty and passionate about. I mean, call me like pages. mini Joe Rogan, but I am. I think it's called me a mini Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's true. He's always like at the end of his podcast, DMT. Go DMT. I feel like whenever I think of like DMT, it's Joe Rogan, like this synonymous, like. Joe Rogan, colon, DMT. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so my first one is LSD. Um, it is short for lysergic acid. I don't know how to say this. Diphylamide or whatever, but I will have to look that up. I really don't care. It's acid, guys. Diphylamide. If I can suggest to you on a really safe, really good website that I found, it's called socialdelic.com. There's a lot of psychedelic drugs that they actually offer the first for beginners and like first timers on like how to use the drug so that's a premise of what i'm going to be using because i think that this is something that a lot of people who a don't really like know about the drug but if they do and i'm sure there's like 90 percent of the population does yeah it's like how do i take it i've never taken it i've always been interested in it what's it give me what am i to expect like, everyone's trip is different, and it really does also kind of have to play a lot on, like, your health. Like, you don't, you can't be, like, you know, clogged arteries, having trouble breathing, taking a lot of medications, and be like, I want to trip on acid, because <laughs> you can, it's just, I don't know how your trip's going to go, and I really don't know if you, I would hope that you would make it at the end of the trip, okay? Um, so, per, per this site... <laughs> LSD, yeah. Okay, uh, look, you want to get note, I remember I was talking to one of my best friends, Kim, and I was like, dude, if I know that I'm going to die, like, if I'm 80 years old, like, hooked up to a bunch of machines, I am literally just going to be like, give me everything. Give me heroin, give me shrooms, give me acid. Like, Fuck, I want to enjoy I'll this last few. I'll mess. Yeah, like, I want to know <laughs> the answers to life and then die, you know what I mean? <laughs> This is my last and final stronghold <laughs> study. We're just gonna go into it balls deep. Yes, no. <laughs> and she was just like, "Why would you do that on your deathbed?" I was like, "No, listen, like I'll do, I'll do other stuff, not meth. <laughs> Fuck that shit. But I'll do other stuff." But um, I was you like, just "Not end." I was up like, dying. "If I were to try everything, though, I would just die with this smile on my face." And she was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Yeah, because I'd have the answer to life, and I wouldn't share it." <laughs> go out to my grave and be like took me eight years to figure it out enjoy it young bucks <laughs> maybe I would just like come back to like get revitalized fuck it <laughs> you're on your own but I know everything just like Hitchhiker's Guide 42 <laughs> no I'll just leave it in like a secret spot for Teddy to find <laughs> Dude, you drive that man mad. Okay, so uh, I'll get into LSD, I promise. But Teddy is a friend of ours, and we have... (laughs) 
we have this ongoing battle for four dollars because he's a super stubborn Scorpio male who will not take four dollars when I repaid him back for coffee he bought me. So he, we kept doing it back and forth like we'd hide it in each other's bags, hide it in each other's like desks areas, hide it in each other's everything. Well, not everything, but hide it in each other's. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> in everything. <laughs> um. But it got to the point where it literally, so he actually gave the $4 to my mom to give to me at one point, And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Like, <laughs> Get this back to Amanda, please. So I hid it in the most like weird place ever. Did you ever find out where I hid it, Lisa? No. So I hid it in a separate envelope. And you know when he pulls out his bottom drawer? Okay, underneath the bottom drawer in like the little rolling pin area, like right next to where I hit it so it like stayed encompassed in it. But I kept telling him, I was like, it's in your desk area. Like you got to look around your desk. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I told him too. I was like, you need to look like Everywhere. under. I was like, you need to look under the drawers, like feel around for it. Thank you. I know and I couldn't hide like, that shit from you, but Teddy, I'm like. <laughs> oh, fuck no, dude. This is like a game of Clue when it comes down to it. It's yes. like, where did Professor Amanda <laughs> play no, the, the candle so stick? That bitch, he, so he hid it back. I thought he put it in my bag, and I was like, wow, did he really think I just wasn't going to see it in my bag? I open up the envelope. The money is taken out, and it's just him telling me that there it's hidden somewhere around my desk. He was like, you're not going to find it. I just gave you the empty envelope out of spite. And I was like, oh my, oh gosh, my God, you created war. So anyways, um, going back to LSD, this is what happens when you've probably dropped acid a couple times. Like you're just, you're more open <laughs> to childish games. Um, <laughs> um, LSD studies have shown success in treating depression, anxiety, smoking cessation. So like if you want to quit cigarettes, although I've never used LSD to quit smoking. I feel like I strongly need a cigarette afterwards, but that's just You just like tickled. That's like that meme I posted. <laughs> like after your trip of LSD, you just like see cauliflower and you're just like fucking ghost broccoli, dude. <laughs> ghost broccoli. Like, that was probably the best. It's called cauliflower, not ghost broccoli. Takes a long drag of a cigarette. Listen, kid, I know what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> so true dude um there's actually another one of like this uh takeout box of chinese food but all the chinese food like has like these little eyes okay because when you trip out and shit like lsd has and you see a lot of eyes um so it's like oh, they just become like little little beans like it's weird. They you gotta, you gotta take acid to like understand. Like shit melts. Everything is living. You feel like literally you feel everyone's breath. It is the craziest thing. It's not everyone's breath like breathing, but like you are breathing in everyone at like at the same time. Like it's really just your body functioning normally, but your body's also tripping out. So it's like this isn't right. <laughs> Anyways, um, and many other psychos. Okay. Sorry, I gotta go into a story. My friend Jared, um, he's gonna hate me for telling you, but he took some shit and um, he was at a festival. Oh God! <laughs> he was shitting in the in the um, porta potties, and he was tripping out. He was like, "I 
every I felt everyone else in the porta potty during my trip. Like I could just feel their energies, and I felt all of them shitting at the same time, and all their energies coming into me. I was like, dude, I bet you were just like fucked up and passing gas, and you were just like. <laughs> he was so serious about it too. I was like, what the fuck? Anyways. <clears throat> So, smoking cessation and many other psychological conditions. That's what LSD has shown success in treating. Yeah. LSD consistently produces powerful long-term improvements in these conditions, even with just a single dose. Now, this is, is these are studies. Um, I would say do not take these as doctor's cures. Um, there are reasons why, because it's a powerful chemical, and you have to make sure that you take a correct dose. Let me tell you, understand yourself. Acid is not like just because you're tall and big, you can take a bunch of acid. No, it is like an experience thing. All right. You take acid, then you kind of know what you can take. Personally, for me, I'm a nervous person, so I take a smaller dose. I'm not going to take the same as like what my boyfriend would take. I'm going to take a fat ass hit of this shit. But I'm also, like if I'm going to get a tap, I'm also going to be like really conscientious. Plus, know your source. Like seriously, don't just be trying to get acid from anyone because... You're probably just going to get fucked up. You can get acid from anyone? You probably get acid from... Well, I'm not actually going to say this. I was like, you probably get acid from my mom, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say that. That's not right. I don't want to ever get in trouble. Um, Acid trips last anywhere from five to nine hours. So make sure you set aside some time because it'll be about 12 hours before you're able to sleep and eat before your trip so you're in a healthy balance. Take it in a place where you are not feeling rushed or intruded. Like, you don't want to take it in a place where you're like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Or, like, someone could walk in on you and really fuck with you. Like, the way I look at LSD and acid is... you imagine? You're just like, oh, look at at this wall. Look at these little bugs that are living in this wall. And then all of a sudden, Stacy! We have a problem. And then it's just like... Emergency situation... Um, I remember my friend Haley was telling me that it took her, like, 20 minutes to sign this, like, waiver to get into, like, this, one of those, like, jump man jump places because she was tripping balls on acid and she was, like, could not figure out how to sign. And so she was, like, I was feeling super panicked and rushed and I literally, like, just signed, like, the base, like, initial of my name. I was, like, okay, (laughs) this is good. Take this waiver. Let me just go in peace. Um, which I think that would be actually a really fun place. So yeah, so take it in a plate in a peaceful place, okay? Um, LSD is an active is active at a very very small quantities, and because it is typically delivered on small pieces of paper known as tabs, it's difficult to independently assess the dose. This issue is less of a problem with mushrooms or MDMA. Taking too much LSD can lead to the feeling of disassociation or alienation. So if you trip yourself too much, um, it's not saying that you won't come back to reality, but it's going to just give you a bad trip. Um, you also got to kind of be in a little bit of a good mindset. Um, going back per the site, as the effects begin to occur, you'll start to notice a change in your perception of the world. You may see some slight changes in your visual perception, subtle rainbow halos around lights, trails behind moving objects, geometric patterns, which is a really big thing in hallucinogenics as geometric patterns. So if you ever go back in art history and you start seeing a lot of like, um, like in a lot of Mesoamerican culture, so like uh, Middle and South America, they've got like the old Aztecs and Mayans like yeah. calendars, right? They're very geometrically structured, just like the pyramids are. 
they were getting fucking high on moon cactus and ayahuasca and trippy ass shit and they see a lot of geometric <laughs> it's like going back to that idea of, of <laughs> got, meeting your creator on this shit hey gary do you see that shape right there yeah man see that shape right there we should totally totally put that in one of our temples yeah that'd be great it would be a great piece it's like You've seen like how like um like the geometric formations of like lotus and the golden ratio of buildings. In fact, our credit cards are even designed with a geometric structure mm-hmm. of a rectangle. It's like crazy. My I'm pretty sure like my old sculpture professor was like everything high has as fuck a geometric shape. Shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like beyond our visual ex- like uh beyond our visual ideals, this is what I think in a lot of ancient civilizations. Oh. Anyways, um, so, and moving or swirling or crawling patterns on surfaces. These effects can be fun to look at, but don't let them become too much of a distraction from thinking about yourself, your life, and your perception of the world. Once the LSD is fully taken effect, which happens, and I'll agree with this, like 60 to 90 minutes after you take it, you'll notice that your thoughts and emotions feel different. While the effects can vary widely from person to person and moment to moment, you are likely to feel some of the following, a sense of wonder and delight, openness and thoughts of feelings that you would usually avoid a sense of peace a sense of connection to the world clarity about relationships and people in your life unity with the universe excitement joy strong emotions lsd generally dissolves mental boundaries making it easier to fill thoughts and emotions and letting you fully immerse yourself in an idea or feeling this can be powerful at times and you may become very happy or very sad very thoughtful or frustrated and engaged with an idea LSD has shown to enhance the problem solving or science uh, for science and engineering professionals, profession, professionals, yeah, given its ability to allow deep immersion and thought with heightened creativity and openness to new ways of tackling problems. It is important to remember two things as you begin your LSD experience. One, stay open to your feelings and let them flow, flow through you with lightly, through, flow through you lightly with love and as little resistance as possible. And two, if you feel stuck on an idea or a sad emotion, start thinking about something positive and you will notice your mood changes rapidly. It is typically much easier to direct your mood and feelings while using LSD compared to other psychedelics and even compared to typical conscious states. So I 100% agree with that because I don't know if this happens to everyone. It certainly happened to me and a lot of people that do trip out on acid that I've talked to regularly about shit like that. there's like this weird so you kind of get into this high state and kind of like when you first start to notice things there's certain subtle changes blah 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 and then you get into like more of an immersed state and then you kind of feel like okay i think i've i've been open to everything that i can be and can't be i think that all these like visuals that i'm getting i feel like i'm coming down a little bit that is false you are not coming down you're about to go on the craziest emotional roller coaster of your life and what i mean by that is when i tell you that it's like five to nine hours that you're tripping out usually that little down states like within the first like two three hours you still usually have another like two to seven hours of tripping balls so it's really important when they say don't get stuck on a thought because i had an experience where i got stuck in a fucking death loop okay and i get stuck on death loops now just sometimes with doing other smaller things but it's because i opened that train of thought and now i have to be okay with it but my death loop was like totally fucked up where it was all like well if I maybe I don't realize that I'm dead and the only reason that I'm living is because I don't accept that I'm dead and it was like this crazy ass <laughs> shit <laughs> that would be me <laughs> I'd 
be like, guys, I just figured out how to escape death. Like, it's so crazy. And I was like, what if it's just like this car that you just keeps going, just keeps going, needs an oil change, but I don't get an oil change. And I just keep going and I just keep going and I just keep going. And it's just little things that I forget. And then I got stuck on the fact of like, I'm going to be living this moment over and over and over again. Kind of like that series Russian Doll. Oh and my not, God. Like not understanding day. it. Yeah, but I was like waiting for it. I was like waiting for the moment to end and like. All this crazy stuff. I my boyfriend when we first got together, he was like, "You done acid?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've done acid a few times." And he was like, "Nah, you're too little. You're too cute. You're too much of a good girl. You haven't done acid." And I was like, "Yeah, no, you just don't know me well enough." But we'll get there within a couple years, okay? So then, like, we were just smoking weed and and partying and doing a couple other other things that I'm not gonna stay on here like legal things. But um, I tripped out one day like really hard because I. Decided that I could smoke as much as my six foot six boyfriend and he had a two and a half foot bong and I tripped the fuck out in front of him because I got way too into my head and he had some like crazy mixed stuff. I even asked, I was like, what the fuck is laced in this shit? Because it seriously felt like LSD. And uh, when I came back down and it was a trip for probably like three hours, which was horrible too. That's why I thought because normally when I smoke, it's like 45 minutes, an hour, not really anything mm. too crazy. Um... I told him, I was like, I told you, like, I fucking have dropped acid and you can now tell because when I, I feel like there might be those little holes in my brain that I am like reactivating some shit or some trips that I've had because mm-hmm. I had this like massive trip in front of him and he was like, I thought you fucking took something before we even started smoking and I thought you didn't share and I thought that you were just tripping balls like really hard on something th- on something and that I was like having to take care of you and I was like, no, dude, it's all from like prior opened connections through acid going back to that um it's 100 percent true don't get stuck on a thought if you find yourself going into like a negative path really like just start to think about like something that's really positive like for me i think about my family i think about my mom my mom you know her she's one of the sweetest people i know mm-hmm. so it's like really important she's like my little guardian angel my little like <laughs> trippy drug guardian angel i'm like my mom i love my mom <laughs> <laughs> she gave me life Um, anyway, so I'm going to go back into this. Um, as you experience this process, try to stay open to your feelings and ideas as, as you can. If you have been depressed or stressed or anxious, you'll find that you can still have those feelings intensely and can be very, very immersive. So it goes beyond like, I'm frustrated. It goes to like, why are you frustrated? And goes into like the deeper levels beyond like the, the glacier, the shallow top. It goes super deep. And then you find out that you've been frustrated for like five years over something that happened that was like just really shitty that you need to let go. So essentially, it's like a Pluto retrograde for the non-sober people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just a retrograde in general. It's just really fucked up. Total miscommunication. Because your body, like the way that I look at it, your body's been miscommunicating with yourself in your sober state and in your conscious state. So when you take hallucinogenic drugs, sometimes it can be happier mm-hmm. because you're literally allowing your emotions and your body to communicate. And you're bringing everything to your forefront for awareness. Um, you also may notice that certain softness, uh, presenting, uh, oh yeah, certain softness. Okay. So I was trying to read what I had put here presents itself in difficult feelings. So like maybe you feel really ashamed about something that you did like in your last relationship or something that you did in your last like, um, adventure in something. And you're like, wow, I really wish like I made a better decision. I know there's a couple of decisions that in my early twenties that had affected other people that I wish I had changed. Um, and for me, I feel like 
during the trip, I was able to forgive myself mm-hmm. in a lot and give myself grace. And really, so since I, I am Christian, I kind of felt like the idea of like God being within me mm-hmm. and not just God forgiving me, but saying, if you forgive yourself, you are the only one holding yourself here. God's not doing that. Like you're the only one that's holding yourself in this like ashamed state, which I thought was really cool. Um, You'll be able to look at an issue with more openness and fear that you might associate with that problem will be much reduced. So it's true. Like you're kind of taking away the fear and anxiety of looking into it of like, oh, I did that shit and it was not socially accepted and socially normal and it was really fucked up and I'm really like ashamed about it. But you're going to take yourself back because like, you know, those thoughts that you instantly put in the back of your head. You're like, I'm never going to think about that ever. And it takes those thoughts and it's like, no, think about it. Like, give yourself a chance to get over it and realize that it actually wasn't that bad considering, like, you're not, like, a crazy murderer in prison and you're not, like, some, like, pedophile rapist that maybe you just, like, just, like, like, fuck shit up and it was not in the malicious intent, but it fucked someone else's opportunity up for something and then you just kind of, like, realize it. Like, there was, there's definitely a couple examples that I had in my early 20s that I was just like, mm, okay, I learned from that. As the effects of LSD start to fade, you will have several hours of gradual reduction in the intensity of the feelings. This can be a good time to write about your experience or talk with a friend or a loved one. Also with LSD, buddy system. Buddy system, 100%. It's it's rare that I find people who really do acid by themselves. I would always say have someone who's going to just trip with you. You just drop your little stone. Where did you go? I don't know where I went. Go over to the other side. Okay, you found it. Um, (sighs) You'll start to feel back to your normal self, and this could lead to a bit of disappointment as your typical mental habits start to pop up. Getting to such a free space and then coming back to yourself can leave you longing to always be free, but as you think about your experience and the ideas and feelings you had, you'll realize that so much of that freedom and openness is still with you. Take some time to think about what's happened to you to remind yourself and uh, to remind yourself to bring some of that openness into your day-to-day life. A um, little bit of an afterwards note. Typically, you'll feel very free and open for a few days. In the following of an LSD experience, remember that you'll need at least 12 hours before you try to sleep. So if you begin too late in the day, you may have trouble falling asleep and could be tired the next day. Most people find that they have an afterglow from their LSD experience that can last for days or weeks, improving their mood and outlook and keeping them very open to others. Ideas and issues that you explore during your experience will have certain new clarity to them as well. Emotionally difficult topics, memories, and experiences are likely to feel much safer and will bring you bring up less fear when you remember them. You're likely to feel better able to tackle challenging emotional experiences in your life, which why it goes back to being like a very psychologically analyzed drug. I can totally say like some like tight ass kind of guy who did his first trip walking to the office Monday morning and he's just like Hey, it's a beautiful day. Everyone's just like, what happened to We're just going into the office and quitting his job being like, fuck oh, it. What, what I happened figured to Greg? it out. I figured it out. All right. Um, the next one. Oh, what's cool about the Social Delic site too is that whatever like you're listening to on here, they also offer a safety guideline sheet. So if you're neurotic and like super type A personality, you can look up the safety guidelines to see what exact measures you might want to take before your first trip or between any trip. You know, maybe it's been about a minute and you like want to like try it out. Um, so my next drug of choice, dun, 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 shrooms. 
Yes. And Lisa, you personally have some experience about this. So um, before I get what? too deep into it, yeah, but you had the one experience and you became extremely loving and super sweet. Like it was like I could see in you a sense of like a little wall just kind of broke down. Like I'm just going to be everyone's pub buddy. <laughs> like that was literally the idea that I got. Like you were just like, I love you. Like <laughs> you were a shot of tequila on shrooms. <laughs> It was definitely an experience. Um, I don't know. I've never really felt like that before. And it was almost like, um, like I, it wasn't drowning in love, but it was just like I fell in love. You felt fuzzy, huh? You felt no, good. I fell in love with everything. I felt like a kid again. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Like I saw, what was it, Penelope and Sophia. Every time I saw them, I was just like, oh, it's a baby. Yeah, I just love, like, love you. Them. I could see that in your eyes. You totally got like super open. And that's something that I think you are naturally, and, and this isn't a bad thing, I think it's just socially um, constricting, is that you're naturally pretty closed off. So like doing the shrimp trip was really like, you were just open. You're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna love everyone and everything and hug <laughs> everyone. I mean, I think you, you know, got like 60 hugs I'm from me that night. I'm legitimately trying to get back on that level of just like, just caring. Just caring and putting it out there and just making yeah. sure that, like, that type of energy is what I'm pushing out. And, you know, if I do get, like, like pushed back back, I'm not going to, like, I'm not, I don't take it as harsh. Yeah, because you and now know that you can be open. So yes. Everyone else is going to be open. Maybe they're socially constructed. Maybe that will help with. I didn't have a lot either. Like. It was more so I had two caps and four stems. Whoa. I don't like, I, I am not one for the caps as much as I am for the stems because to me, I'm like, I'm a deep person as it is. So mm -hmm. when I take hallucinogenics, like I said, even when it comes to LSD, I take a smaller dose than what I probably am experienced to just because I do get nervous and I want to. I know I had four stems. And they weren't Stems even are nice because they're like super, they're just a nice little body. And they weren't height. even like that big either. I just wanted to take like a small dose so that I could just still be able to function and not feel freaked out because normally <laughs> with a lot of people around me, I do. It's yeah. just one of those things where I, I have to close myself off because if I'm so, if I'm too receptive, then I just get like claustrophobic yeah. with people. Um, Which I feel like that's why it's really good to do, do those drugs like on camping trips in nature where you're open. Mm -hmm. Because if you get too confined, I feel like it's it's like your antenna, your little spiritual antennas just kind of like, or feelers are like way far out of your body, which is totally not how it, how it normally is most times you keep to yourself. So when you have your feelers out there, you need to be like in a natural setting yeah. to like have them kind of like wade through and waft through like feet away from you as opposed to being like super confined in a small space and being like I can't my my feelings my emotions my aura my presence is too big right now like mm -hmm. I need to be free yeah um so taking mushrooms as one of the oldest and safest traditional medicines and it's been used for centuries in many countries around the world the therapeutic and spiritual uses of shrooms are what make it the important tool for growth and health and healing um, the most common variety of mushrooms available, um, <laughs> psilocybe, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, uh, cubanus, mm 
which is a fairly strong strain and it's your typical dose or it's your typical strain basically um the typical dose is about an eighth of an ounce which i would say that's usually um what you usually take although i would probably take half of that just because i am i know myself shrooms trip shrooms trip lasts about four to five hours and really hits after an hour of ingestion so eat or drink the dose if you eat the mushrooms and don't like the taste you can chew them with a bit of uh, peanut butter or something else um i would say eat them if this is your first time do not fucking drink them i feel like it's kind of like when you smoke versus edibles because when you're ingesting them in that manner of, of drinking them like in a shroom tea um you feel a lot more fucked up to be honest with you i think it like hits you on a different level with your trip kind of like i said like edibles would where edibles and then they last longer in your system from even though you're still ingesting them like you're still eating them i just noticed that the tea is just different hmm. um in fact also if you ever want to want to See, like, it's not really a parody horror movie, but it's just kind of a funny little fucked up B-rated horror movie. It's actually called Shrooms, and it talks about this girl that um, she decides to drink <laughs> shroom tea with a bunch of her friends on a camping trip in Ireland. And then she becomes, like, this serial killer, and she doesn't know it. Like, every time she, like, she's tripping out for the few hours, she, like, blacks out, and, like, one of her friends ends up dead, and she's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And, sorry, spoiler alert. In the end, you figure out that it's her because her shroom trips is so bad that she, like, becomes, like, the split personality, like, Dr. Chuckle and Mr. Hyde. Weird. So, <laughs> which I was like, wow, that's not fucking true with shrooms, but it's fucking true with when you drink it's shrooms. It's not true with shrooms, <laughs> but it's, it's true. So, once you take shrooms, you'll have about 30 to 60 minutes before the effects are strong. Uh, this is another chance to make sure that you get to, you get set up and anything you want, you'll have that's will be handy to you. Lots of folks like to write during the experience. I actually know a few friends who are artists that will paint or draw um, about their ideas and feelings. So you may want to have paper or, and or a computer handy. I wouldn't do the computer because I would get too tripped out on the buttons, to be completely honest with you. Like, go back to your primal instincts. Um, if you're interested in addressing a particular emotional issue or psychological challenges in your life, you may want to make a list of issues so that way you can think about them during your experience. So, for instance, like Mike, um, he usually takes shrooms when he's trying to figure something out. And a great experience of that is like him and his buddy um, to get over his ex. They were just partying a lot and they decided to actually go out to the woods one day um, near near a river and take some shrooms. And he actually was able to get over his ex in a more peaceful ma manner by being open to the idea of like why the relationship didn't work because i think whenever you're breaking up you always kind of your brain actually it does it's proven to play kind of like this trick on you where you think that all of a sudden your ex is amazing that like oh my gosh especially when they break up with you you think that there's automatically something wrong with you and that like why would they break up with you like obviously you're the one that's horrible blah 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 yeah when in reality that's not the case at all and then your brain will paint them to be a lot of a better image well, because studies prove that taking shrooms, if you want to just keep that issue in your mind and then all of a sudden you go through a breakup, you're kind of like, wait, no, it wasn't me. It was you. It was you. It was not me at all. And you kind of get like a better, almost like intrinsic and objective viewpoint of your life, which is cool. Um, as the effects begin to occur, you'll want to start, you will start to notice a change in the perception of your world. So same thing like LSD, you're going to see some slight changes in the visual perception 
Uh, I think it's really funny that they say subtle rainbow halos. I think, you know, when it comes to aura reading, a lot of our ancient civilizations also used to trip out, especially on, like, poisonous oh, I items. Oh, I see that. And used to see colors around people. Like, the whole idea of, like, Jesus having a halo in most paintings. It was his fucking aura. Yeah, because yellow in the aura spectrum is the highest spiritually in intelligent person. So, it's beyond, like, it's around the halo around the head is specifically for... People who are more spiritually like profound versus even white. It's crazy. Can you imagine knowing that that's your aura color? You just walk around and you're just like, bitch, I am profoundly more spiritual than you are. Do you see my yellow aura? You see it? Do you see it? Lisa, I'm telling you, do you see it? I don't know. Um, it's a great thing, too, I and know. I can see where they say, like, it'll help depression, but let me tell you, too, usually, like they said with LSD, taking any type of hallucinogenic drug, you're going to come back down with a slight depression because your body's been opened up to all these colors. Like, literally, you will look at things and think they are the most beautiful things you've ever seen in your life, and they'll just be mundane. But I think it's honestly, like, a trap that we've put around ourselves with, like, social media, the technology advancements, how we're supposed to act in day-to-day -day life. Like, the constraints and the boxes that we built around ourselves is what keeps us from seeing this. Dude, that makes me depressed every single day. I don't need a hallucinogen. Fucking I'm just saying if you do that though, you might be life. more depressed. So I'm saying don't, just like you kind of on a trip with a high, you're going to feel a, a big low because you went to such a high point, but it's not going to last. You just have to give yourself a couple days. As the effects of the mushrooms start to fade, you will have a couple hours of the gradual reduction in the intensity of feelings, and this can be a good time to write uh, about your experience. I also suggest doing shrooms if you're not experienced with a buddy. You'll start to feel back to your normal self, and that can sometimes lead to that bit of disappointment that I was talking about. Um, getting to such a free space and then coming back to yourself can leave you longing to always be free, which is why you see a lot of burners. Um, they're the true free. burners usually never leave that state. Emotionally difficult topics, memories, and experiences are likely to feel much safer and bring up less fear when you remember them similar to LSD. The positive effects of shrooms can last for years, even from just a single experience. In recent study at John Hopkins Medical Center, an incredible 94% of participants who had a single dose of mushrooms said it was one of the top five most meaningful experiences of their lives and found long-lasting changes in openness more than a year after the single mushroom dose. You know what's funny? I watched a documentary on cancer patients taking MDMA. And or, or like terminally ill cancer patients taking MDMA in order to feel better mm. with the chemo treatments that they go through. It actually, in one of the cases, it actually helped a couple ha share an intimate moment. They both took it. And it was in a controlled environment, It's kind of like obviously. ecstasy, you know? Like you have that one person, you're like... I'm feeling this so much with you right now. You know what I mean? Like, it was to basically better connect Molly. with that person. Yeah. yeah. And to have a more meaningful experience <laughs> before they, like, die. You know? Oh, it's I'm really sorry, sad, but, like... I was laughing because a, a friend of mine was just telling um, me about her Molly experience with her husband. Mm -hmm. And it cracks me up because, like, her husband's really shy. But I guess they went to a family function and they were, like... They were just on fucked up on Molly and all this shit. And she just was sitting there telling him and his entire family, like, gushing about the reasons why she loved him. Like, 
Do you see his eyes? Do you see his hair? Do you see our kid? Just going off. And like, even like his dad pulled him aside and was just like, hey, like, what's up with her? Like, what's going on? But it can be like a really, it's a true thing though. It's a love drug. It's a true thing. You can have that really positive experience. That's all you're setting. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that it would have to happen at the end of your life. Uh, but maybe you didn't get the opportunity to experience it beforehand. But I'm glad to hear that it was at least able to be. It was actually a really great, like, documentary or a study that I, like, watched. And um, I feel like with the whole shroom thing, they are looking to legalize it for medical purposes to help people with their depression. Yeah. That, as far as I am aware. I mean, I think just legalizing it in general, I don't. Here's the thing. Everyone's like, let's become Amsterdam because Amsterdam's got a lot of shit legal. However, um, there's still issues in Amsterdam. There's still going to be issues with people. You just have to make sure that whatever you do, you practice it safely. Kind of like safe sex. Like, just practice it safely. Like, you can enjoy it. Just do it safely. You know? And that's, that's all. And you don't need to do it every single day. Like, uh, Mike had this one friend who was, like, like taking, like, 8 to 10 hits of acid a day. And doing a bunch of blow at night. And I was just like, how, like, how does this cat even fucking live? Like, this is ridiculous. They don't. Well, and he, no, he's, he's something else, dude. I do not know. He's, like, super experienced. But I can honestly say I've never seen this guy sober. Ever. He's always on one. His life is a complete crazy mess. But he's always on something. And I'm like, I wonder what it would be like if you were just sober for a day. But I also think he's probably killed so many brain cells in his brain that he just has to be tripped out to think right. Okay, so my next drug. You ready? DMT, also known as the spirit molecule. Because it's what your body naturally produces and is supposedly released when you die. However, um, I'll say this again. Alphas in a lot of different packs, herds, whatever, will eat the livers of the prey that they kill because it naturally releases a form of DMT, so they trip out after their meals. Not sharing that trippy-ass experience with other people. Hella jealous. Hey, they're alphas. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of open up with this um, before we go into it. I'll tell you. Um, so... DMT is something that it's a very short-lived drug from my experience, but it also is a drug that um, supposedly lasts 15 minutes. Yeah, it lasts about 15 minutes or like half an hour at most, and you literally feel like you've been gone out of your body for days. Um, Joe Rogan actually did, he was telling us about us, or telling us, like, we're a personal audience. He was telling us, like, at his party, you know? Um, yeah, we know Joe Rogan. <laughs> we know Joe Rogan, he's so fucking Tell cool. him we said hi. Uh, yeah, if he's ever listening to this podcast, um, we do love you, and we hope that you invite us on, on your show one day. That'd be, that'd be pretty tight. I'm not gonna lie, I may lick your titty. <laughs> that I was like you may what what did you do Lisa and I'm like your titty I was like "Uh all right I am uh you know I'm not boobs yeah I I love man boobs I'm very very nice to grab (laughs) I feel like Joe Rogan doesn't have okay I was like he doesn't have man boobs but they still protrude outside the body about to invite us over and then you (laughs) call his man boobs and he's like fuck this bitch. 
the way I describe it, man. <laughs> no, I feel like I am selective on who I give hugs to, but I would give Joe Rogan a hug. I would totally give Joe Rogan a hug. And don't get nasty with it. It's not to feel his muscles. It's because I really think he's a nice person. I fucking want to feel his muscles. Yeah. Lisa's all like up and down grabbing his back, like feeling like these crazy muscles that probably no one else in the world has, just Joe Rogan because he's a crazy ass maniac. I've never felt somebody with back muscles before. (laughs) Okay. First off, that is the most ridiculous thing ever because everyone's got back muscles. (laughs) I just felt people's butts. No, but I Not know where I was like, going, but like a nice defined back. Like I don't know anybody backs. who has one Ooh, except one person, but I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, okay. <laughs> tone backs are a different thing. They are a different level. They are level. nice. Like I As said. As a female, I'm like, that is my goal. Okay, it was going to be for 2019. I'm still pushing it for 2020 now. But that is my goal. <laughs> I want that tone back. And not because I want like a ripped back, but because I think that it's just so attractive when it's like... The toning and the beautiful, like, just... Why? Because it's a nice, smooth-ass surface with nice lines and definitions. And it's just like... (sighs) I want to know what you look like in the front. (laughs) Touching your back, I want to know what you look like in the front. (laughs) Just go up behind them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to give Joe Morgan a normal hug and you're going to come over the back. It's all about the, the booty, the back, and the boobs. The three Bs. The you're booty, like, back, You're going to be like giving him this awkward hug, and he like goes to go away, and I'm just like, all right, I'll release nope, you. I don't know if she will. This. It's going to be a woman. going to go and like smack his ass. Like, wo- Ooh, right on that. That's like literally that, what it would like, sound like. Totally. I'm sure he's got a nice booty. Clap back. If he's like, mm. or, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't now, because I feel like Forty said it. You already said he's got man boobs. I'm not gonna say he doesn't have a nice butt. I'm sure I'm he's got a nice butt. I'm not saying he's got like man boobs. I'm just saying you got some nice pecs, yo. I like nice. They're so nice. <laughs> so she will literally lick your titty. Oh gosh. <laughs> Are we ready for this one, Joe Rogan? Please, please. I really hope that I'm you really like nice. reach out to I'm us on this. I'm super gentle. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh my and gosh. the plus side is, is that I'm beautiful. You're like a dude. Taking a girl's virginity, like, I am super gentle, don't worry about it. It's not my first time, but secretly it's my first time, so <laughs> be gentle. <laughs> I'm just, you're going to, like, hug him from the back, and then I'm just going to put my finger over his lip, like, shh, enjoy it. Just enjoy This the is a luxury. We're going to be, like, the weirdest guest if we ever get on his show. Yeah, like, I'm the cool weirdest He probably has had some pretty weird people himself. Oh, I'm sure. I feel like Joe Rogan, uh, to be honest, is, is kind of a weirdo, which is awesome. I totally embrace being weird, and I think you totally should. Maybe that's just part of the openness. Like, you realize that everyone's kind of a weird fuck, and you're like, wow, my thoughts about this? Nope. You have those thoughts, too. I'm not even going to be self-conscious about myself anymore. Confidence. That's what drugs do to you. <laughs> they really do. I mean, I'm serious. Like, like when Mike was talking about Meth Man on 4th Street confidence you tripped the fuck out on meth but you're confident but you're confident (laughs) okay so i wanted to read this testimony from Uh, this college kid in 1967 jesus Um, christ yeah about his dmt experience which i thought was really funny oh just so everyone is aware i don't know why 
Oh, 60 minutes. Oh, my God. We got to wrap this shit up. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. Seriously. Okay. So, it says, I sank to the floor. I had this hallucination of tumbling forward into these fractal geometric spaces made of light. And then I found myself in the equivalent of the Pope's private chapel. And there were insect elf machines proffering strange little tablets with strange writing on them. And I was aghast, completely appalled, because in a matter of seconds, my entire expectation of the nature of the world was just being shredded in front of me. I was never actually gone over it. The self-transforming machine elf creatures were speaking in a colored language with condensed, <coughs> which condensed into rotating machines that were like, um, like the fa, fa beers, fa, fa or whatever eggs. So those ceramic eggs, but crafted out of luminescent, superconducting ceramics and liquid crystal gels. All this stuff was just so weird and so alien and so un-Englishable that it was a complete shock. I mean, the literal turning inside out of my intellectual universe. It's like being stuck by, it's like being struck, excuse me, by noetic lightning. Um, there was nothing in this world, he cautioned, that can prepare one for the impressions that fill your mind when you enter the DMT sensorium. <coughs> uh, McKenna, Terrence McKenna, to be in fact, was the college kid that I was talking about, stated this. Paradox that DMT is most powerful yet most harmless of all substances. Um, actually, I went in to speak about Joe Rogan, but I'm going to quickly just talk about how you take DMT and its effects. You can smoke it, um, inject it, and oral ingestion. Uh. If DMT is smoked, the maximal effects last for a short period, 5 to 30 minutes, which is how I did it. The onset of the inhalation is very fast, less than 45 seconds, and maximal effects are reached within about a minute injected okay i would never fucking do this um injected dmt produces an experience similar to inhalation in duration intensity and characteristics although by some accounts it's more emotionally clinical versus spiritual um oral ingestion dmt which is broken down by the digestive enzyme uh monamine oxidase or oxidase whatever is inactive if taken orally unless combined with a inhibitor an maoi the traditional South American ayahuasca or yej is a decocted tea-like mixture containing DMT. There are a number of admixtures to this brew, but the most commonly is that it simply leaves the um, psychotria viridis containing DMT and the vine of the inhibitor. Other DMT plants containing this, which I'll just list on the site because we don't have time. Um <laughs> Induced DMT experiences can include profound time dilation, visual and audio hallucinations, and other experiences that, by the most first-hand accounts, defy verbal and visual descriptions. Some users report intense erotic imagery, sensations, and utilize the drug in a ritual sex context. Professor Alan Watts described the effects of DMT as a load universe into cannon, aim it at the brain, and fire. In 1988, the study conducted by UNM psychiatrist Rick Strassman found that approximately 20% of volunteers injected with the high doses of DMT had experienced that perceived which, with a perceived alien entity. At least one subject reported sexual contact with those beings, and many others reported erotic experiences. Which it's it's funny to think about that because there's actually a um, a UFO group that talks about being sexually abused by aliens, but I don't think it really has any relation to DMT unless these people have been taking high injections of DMT. To wrap it up in our last minute, though, I hope that you enjoyed this safe trip on Murder on the 420 Express, talking about LSD, shrooms, and DMT. I've had a hell of a ride, guys. 
and we wish you a safe trip on whatever you decide to choose. If you're having a drink with us, smoking with us, tripping out with us, just be safe about it and think about your surroundings. Now, we're not saying to actually do it. No, no, no. But if not. you so happen to. That's why we're talking about the safety precautions about doing it and what to experience. But we wish you yeah. all a wonderful whatever time of day or night or universe you're in. Stay f- Stay safe, my friends. And we'll do the big book of highs next one. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Adios. Bye.